What's up, everyone? This is Patrick Jones Baseball. I'm Patrick Jones, and on this episode, we have Dick Williams. Dick is the general manager for the Cincinnati Reds. In this episode, Dick talks a little bit about of what it's like to be a day-to-day uh, general manager of an organization and what he has to do. Um, also, throughout the season, he also gives tips on people who might want to work in a front office someday of an organization or in maybe potentially be a general manager. And lastly, he gives some of his hobbies that he likes to do. He doesn't have a lot of free time, but when he does, he does give us some um, some feedback for what kind of hobbies he likes. So hope you guys enjoy. Make sure to head on over to iTunes and uh, subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Welcome to Patrick Jones Baseball. I am Patrick Jones, former professional baseball player and host of this podcast. My day job is a podcaster and my night job is a baseball instructor. I am currently giving hitting and pitching lessons for all ages. If interested, please email me at jonesbaseballtraining at gmail.com. I hope you guys enjoy today's episode and let's get to work. We are now live with Dick Williams, general manager of the Cincinnati Reds. Dick, thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having me. So we have a lot of current major league players on this show, former players. We get kind of their day-to-day, what they normally do, their routine in the offseason. But what's a typical day like for a general manager in the offseason? Well, it really depends on the time of the offseason. Um uh, we have a real cyclical job and uh, kind of divides up into the spring training phase, which is uh, real early mornings. Um, we're outside a lot. We're on the field a decent amount. Um, and we're usually done kind of early evening. Then you get into the regular season and everything kind of shifts. You got a lot of night games, a lot of weekend games, a lot of work happens uh, in the office at night. Uh, after games, you know, a lot of late nights. Um, so you kind of shift your clock a little bit, a lot of travel, um, you know, either in Cincinnati for games, but, but every day during the season, you've got games going on at our spring training complex, you've got all our minor league affiliates, you've got games down in the Dominican Republic. So there's uh, a lot going on during the season. Um, and then, um, you know, at, and the, kind of October, November, December, it's a little more of a, a normal nine to five day job. Um, but it stays pretty busy. The, the cell phone always rings at the wrong times. A lot of conversations with agents, a lot of conversations with other teams, um, which you don't have a lot of uh, during the season. You know, it typically picks up a lot in October to December, January. Um, kind of phase. So it, it, it deviates throughout the year when you're preparing for the draft throughout the year are you going and making in-house visits uh to potential draftees i know a lot of scouts do that i wasn't sure if general managers did that as well yeah that's that's a good question um you know our scouts do meet all the players and especially if it's if it's one they're interested in or are going to try to promote for us to pick um, no matter how far down in the draft, you know, then they, they do try to get to know the family and as much about the players as they can. Historically, I have not uh, done a lot of 
visits just because of the sheer quantity of players. And when you're drafting late, later in the first round, there's too much unpredictability as to who will be there when you, when you draft. The last year when we picked high, um, you know, I made it a point to, to scout some of the players that I was most interested in, um, in person. So, uh, you know, I've, I've traveled to see several guys play and, and met, uh, family members when I could. I had, I went to see Hunter Green twice. I took his family, um, his parents, his siblings, uh, he out to dinner after a game one night, um, and uh, got to know them well, but we were picking seconds, so we had a very good idea that we were going to pick one of our. You know, we knew if we wrote our top three down, two of them were going to be there for us. So I was able to zero in on those guys a little more. This year, I expect I will scout some of the guys in person. I don't know how many families I'll be able to meet. What's your take on travel baseball? Because I know there's a lot of kids out there whose families spend tons of money for them to travel all around the country to play against the best competition, which I understand. But from a scout's perspective, you know, does that matter? Cause I know you guys are, have scouts all over the country um, and are pretty much going to find players if they're good enough. I mean, I went to Moeller high school locally and I know if you were good enough, you were going to get found. Um, so do kids have to play travel baseball to be found? No, I think, um, I think you're, what you said was right. We're going to find you if you're a good player for the most part. Um, we're going to be able to scout you. Um, it is nice to, to be able to see guys face better competition. So if you are this, um, if you're a program like Mueller, you're going to face good players and we're going to be able to get a pretty good idea of your abilities. If you are in a, you know, in a small town and there's one team and there's no, no real competition, you know, it might help to go be seen against better players on occasion. We're not big fans of the year round travel ball at all. We don't, we don't think the style of baseball is very good. You've got a lot of people paying a lot of money to play. So they're not um, interested in the, in the fundamentals. You know, you're not going to see a lot of bunts hitting the other way, putting the ball on the ground. Guys are, they're there to get seen. So they're going to try to throw as hard as they can and try to hit the ball out of the ballpark and try to impress a scout. And they're not, um, working on the little things, uh, the team aspect of the game. So, you know, that coupled with the fact that we just don't like the wear and tear uh, year-round on a player. Uh, we like guys that play other sports. We like guys that take breaks. Um, you know, baseball, there's, there's plenty of time in, in life to, to play baseball, so we don't, we don't like them to do it too much when they're young. We've got a few minutes here left with Dick Williams, general manager of the Cincinnati Reds. I'm just curious from a professional scouting standpoint, do you guys really take into consideration uh, what type of teammate a player is? Because you see some guys like Bryce Harper, for example, who I remember when he was in college didn't have the best reputation as a, as a great teammate, but still the number one overall pick because he has that type of talent. Um, do you guys still take the uh, makeup into consideration or if someone just has an extraordinary amount of talent, you put that to the side and just it hope hope it all works out. No, I think um, you know the attitude of the player, the makeup, um, it's huge for us because you know he's going to have an effect on so many other players in the clubhouse. Uh, 
you know, if it's Bryce Harper, I think sometimes those guys get a pass and, and you know, the team is going to say, hey, does he have any chance to mature and get better? Um, you know, if we bring him into our clubhouse around our players, is he going to be, you know, a different, a different player? If they, if you don't think so, I think it's really hard to bring him in. There aren't many Bryce Harpers, obviously. 99% of the players in the draft are uh, not that that talented. And if you're not that talented, I can tell you that it is a deal killer if you're not a good teammate. You know, we will find it out. And we just don't welcome those guys in the organization because it's not worth uh, the risk if, there's, if the talent level is not there. What advice would you give a kid who doesn't have the talent to make it at the major league level, and he knows that, but he still wants to stay in the game? He essentially wants your job as a general manager. I mean, obviously it took you many years to get there, but what advice would you give him? Yeah, first I would say, you know, obviously it's a, it takes a lot of luck to end up in a general manager seat. There's only 30 of the jobs in the world, and um, so it takes a lot to, to – you know, I think that the numbers obviously are you know more against you than they are being a major league player just because of the sheer numbers of the jobs. I would say make sure you're passionate about being in the game and that you enjoy being in the game, and don't get too focused on the GM job because there's a lot of great jobs in this game. You know, working in, in scouting, working in player development, um, and nowadays working in the analytics. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to contribute to a major league team and be around the sport, but make sure that, that you're in it for the right reasons and you love the game. And then focus on um, what it is you want to do um, and, and develop those skills. And I think for us, you know, the fastest growing part of the business is the analytics. And so there's a lot of good websites out there to read. There's a lot of people that are writing um, interesting articles and in, in, in the internet enables you, gives you a platform to get your thoughts out there at a young age and uh, start to um, interact with other people and, and publish articles and, and I encourage people to try to use that as a way to, to test their ideas and get their thoughts out there um, but there's a lot of um, people that now can study probability statistics um, computer programming a lot of that is very applicable to what we're trying to do now um, on the analytics side of the business. What kind of hobbies do you like to do in the off season um, to try to get away from baseball or just enjoy doing in general? Hobbies? Oh, man. I, you know, I, I have four kids, age eight and under, so they've become my hobby. They've replaced all my, all my good ones. But I play, I play ice hockey. Um, oh, I play on a men's league. I, I play at night. Most of our games are about 10 or 10.30 at night. But in the winter, that's my athletic release. Um, I'm a pilot. I fly airplanes. I don't get to do it much anymore because of the time commitment of the job and the family. But I used to fly all over, um, go to, go to out-of-the-way games and fly myself in a little uh, prop plane. Um, uh, so those are my two, those are my two big hobbies. Hey, Dick, really appreciate the time today. Um, good luck this year, and we'll be following along, uh, rooting you guys on. Hey, I really appreciate the support. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my interview with Dick Williams. Please head on over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. That helps the overall rating of the show. And again, really appreciate you guys tuning in.